Happy Friday, Story Fam. I'm so glad you're tuning in for this week's edition of Friday Grace and Truth. Uh, for this week's reflection, I thought I would uh, take this opportunity since we probably won't do a Friday Grace and Truth next week on the day after Thanksgiving. But I'd like to reflect on Thanksgiving this week, maybe to get y'all in the right frame of mind before the holiday is upon us. So this reflection is called Thanksgiving versus Thanks Feeling. A few years ago, on the weekend before Thanksgiving, I had to go out of town to officiate a funeral. It was about five hours away, and the family of the deceased offered to put me up in a hotel the night before, which was very nice of them. But I admit that I was too cranky to be grateful for their niceness. I was cranky about being away from my own family on a weekend. I was cranky, frankly, about staying at the Hampton Inn in a small town in Northeast Texas. And I recognize that there was a time in my life not long ago when I would have told you that the Hampton Inn might as well be the Hilton. But I don't know. I'm soft now. Time and privilege and comfort have probably softened me. Now that I've actually stayed at a Hilton, I know for a fact that the Hampton Inn is not the Hilton. <laughs> now, the worst thing about staying at the Hampton Inn is uh, by far the breakfast. I don't, I, I don't have to eat it. But it's always free. And so I can't quite find the strength to turn it down. And that Saturday morning in particular, I went to the lobby and I started loading my plate. And in case you don't already know your Hampton Inn breakfast game, uh, the only thing worth eating at Hampton Inn breakfasts are the waffles. But that morning, the waffle iron was broken, which didn't help my crankiness in the least. I also tend to prefer light roast fresh coffee. But all they had that morning was dark roast, and it tasted like it was a few days old. To top it all off, the bacon was all slimy and undercooked and gross. It just put me in a bad frame of mind. As I sat down to eat, I noticed a couple sitting at the table next to mine. Both the husband and the wife appeared to be in their 70s, maybe, and they were both, um, they both bore a, a striking resemblance to Wilford Brimley and Ma Kettle. As I began to eat my cardboard hotcakes, the man reached across the table with two big bare hands, and his wife uh, reached hers in response. So they met halfway, and their hands interlocked, and he led them both in an out loud prayer right there in the lobby of the Hampton Inn. I could tell that it was most likely the same prayer, word for word, that he had led her in before every meal of their marriage, probably tens of thousands of times at their dinner table. Something like, Lord, we ask that you pardon our sins, make us thankful for this food and the hands that prepared it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just a standard, you know, prayer. And two thoughts entered my mind as I watched that couple pray. First, I thought, don't bother blessing this food. Not even God can bless this food. <laughs> and second, I thought to myself, isn't that cute? How sweet. Bless their little hearts. Now, I confess that my heart wasn't exactly in the best place at that moment in time. I still blame the slimy bacon, but I confess that my posture toward that couple, my attitude um, toward their prayer was really one of condescension. You know, when I said, how sweet, that's cute. It's just, it's condescending. And I began to feel guilty for patronizing people who were so clearly doing what the Bible says to do over a hundred times in Scripture. Give thanks to your Father in heaven for everything, Ephesians 5, 7. In my cynicism, I reduced their gratitude to nothing more than a platitude, 
But the truth is that biblical gratitude goes far beyond hollow pleasantries. Two things really stand out about the kind of gratitude that God wants from us. First, biblical gratitude is almost exclusively about God. I can't find more than one or two instances in the whole Bible that people, uh, where people are called to be thankful toward other people. Instead, the Bible urges believers to be grateful primarily, if not exclusively, to God, right? You can thank God for people, but thanking people isn't necessarily a biblical idea. It's a nice idea, but it's not biblical. Second, the Bible says to be thankful in all circumstances. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Gratitude isn't just being thankful to God when good things come your way, but giving thanks to God no matter what. Now, does God really expect us to be thankful when things aren't going our way? When we're stuck on the West Loop at 5.30 in the afternoon and all we want to do is get home and take our shoes off? To be thankful when you've got 20 pounds to lose and Thanksgiving is next week, you know? Does God really expect gratitude in those moments? Well, unequivocally, yes, he does. Psalm 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This psalm, the 100th psalm, was written at least 800 years before the birth of Jesus. During the Iron Age, uh, which was an especially tumultuous time in Middle Eastern history that was marked by war and violence and disease. Almost half of all babies born didn't live to see their fifth birthday. Almost a quarter of all pregnant women did, didn't survive childbirth. Poverty was everywhere. Most people ate two meals a day if they were lucky, and those meals were always the same. In the morning, you had bread dipped in vinegar, maybe a few olives and some figs if you were really lucky. In the evening, you had more bread dipped in vinegar, a portion of chickpea stew, and a cup of wine or maybe unpasteurized milk. I think we can all agree that that sounds awful. But it was in those awful circumstances that God called his people to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is impervious to one's circumstances. And it occurs to me that all too often my gratitude looks more like thanks feeling because I typically choose to be thankful based on how I'm feeling about my present circumstances. Researchers have studied the effects of gratitude on human life for years. And it won't surprise you to learn that being thankful is good for your health. What surprised me, however, was what happened when they began to study the health benefits of giving thanks over just feeling thankful. So people who say they feel grateful aren't necessarily any healthier than those who don't feel grateful. But people who express their thanks by writing cards and making calls and sending gifts are healthier and happier across the board than people who feel thankful but do nothing about it. If you just feel thankful without ever expressing it, the person you're thankful for will never know it. They will perceive your lack of expression as a lack of gratitude. Gratitude must be expressed in order for it to make a difference. And therein lies the secret of thanksgiving. If gratitude is merely a feeling to you, you will find it a little harder each day to feel thankful for what you have. And eventually, you'll begin to feel anxious about what you don't have. As long as gratitude is just a feeling, you'll be condemned to always feel entitled to something more. You'll feel yourself getting cranky for the silliest of reasons, like a broken waffle iron and mediocre dark roast coffee at a breakfast you didn't even pay for. 
As I thought about that couple this week, I couldn't shake the feeling that I interpreted their prayer all wrong. I no longer believe that they were just being polite and offering a platitude when they stopped to give thanks at the Hampton Inn. I think they knew something that most of us don't. They knew that prayer, in particular that prayer that they prayed every day, was part of the reason they're still alive and still together after all these years. That prayer wasn't just a a polite habit. It was their way of keeping evil at bay and waging war against the enemy, who would much rather have them complaining about the coffee than pausing to give God thanks. Thanksgiving isn't just good manners. It's rebellion against the sense of entitlement that tells us what we have is never enough. Thanksgiving is about crying tears of joy for everything that God has done for you, because like that breakfast at Hampton Inn, His grace is free, but it's infinitely more satisfying. Thanksgiving is the difference between enduring life and enjoying life. So don't just feel thankful this Thanksgiving holiday. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. The rest of Psalm 100 goes this way. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise Him, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope to see you this Sunday at the Story Church as we finish up our series on change. I'll be offering a message on anxiety and stress in times of change. I hope you can come be a part of it. All right, y'all take care. Have a good weekend. I love y'all. Bye-bye.